Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegard. Making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. We've all dried out after a wet night at Weymouth, mostly because none of us were there. Um, so I am joined this evening by Mr Ian Perkins, Mr Ben Barrett, and a man who was there, but we're not sure how wet he got, Mr James Healy. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hi, Hello, yeah. David. Hello, chaps. Hope you're doing well. Jim, have you dried out, Jim, man? Just about, it wasn't too bad because we were still at the back behind the goal and the wind and the rain was driving towards all the home fans. So it gave them their weekly wash, uh, stood down the side, <laughs> of the side of the pitch. Weekly wash. Oh, dear. <laughs> so you weren't ha- down at the front at the end of it then, uh, giving it the big one with Skivo and Co? No, we, we stayed nearer the back. I did think about going down there and taking my top off like some of the youth were, but... <laughs> that would have that, that would have frightened the locals, that's for sure. <laughs> oh blimey! Yeah, he was having fun. Was uh, was Terry, but almost as much fun as uh, Grant Smith. <laughs> oh, that end! That was brilliant. We saw it. And no one really saw it on the day. I don't think. And me and my brother saw it, and we were in fits. Like, and the ref booked him, and he just carried on anyway. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> what a grand and good tip done to him to deserve that. I don't know, Brandon's actually a nice lad, because we yeah. had him at Yeovil, so yeah. um, he's a really, really nice fella, so I don't know what he's done to upset him, but he obviously <laughs> done something. Yeah. He should have scored late on, shouldn't he? Oh yeah, good save that. Yeah, yeah, great really save. Good save. Yeah, because we were obviously at the other end, so um, when he got put through, 
everyone was like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. And then it went wide. We thought he shot wide, but then obviously the ref give a, give a corner. So then on the highlights last night, you could actually see how much of a decent wow. save that was. And obviously kept us in it. Just to give you a bit of a, uh, a peek behind the curtain, just before we pressed record on this, Jim has said to us, what are we talking about? <laughs> so uh, and we've already started. So that's why we're getting into this one so early. But uh, but yeah, how's everyone? We, we all listened to it on the radio, didn't we? Ian and, yeah. Ian and Bam. Yes. How, how did we find just, that experience? My heart rate's just about come down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was comedy gold with Lawson. Uh, on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The BBC will start putting a like five second delay on the commentary of Yeovil games when he's on. I think they need, need to a... borrow your whistle. Yeah, I was going to say you need, need your bleep machine. <laughs> I'll keep looking out my window. The um, because when I used to do the co-coms with Chris Spittles when I first started doing it with the lip mic, because obviously they're really sensitive when they're close. So I would do the same and go, go on, go on, go on, and cheer. I never swore. But then Spitz had to say to me, if you're going to do that, just like hold the microphone away. Because <laughs> I was forever just going, go on. And then it was overriding what he was saying and no one could hear. I don't know if it was the same with yours, but when we scored, that when Worthington scored, my radio just went, exploded. It just went like that for like about three. Because Lawson Diaz screamed down the microphone at you. Uh, yeah, my computer went a bit crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it was an entertaining listen for sure. <laughs> Nerve wracking. Yeah. 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 I think as it got closer to the 90th minute as well, it's like a, a theme, a yeah. theme for us a little bit. <laughs> a, an inevitability that we all knew where this was coming. We all had that moment of, uh, we've seen this script a thousand times at 1 0, at 2 0, heck, at 3 0. Once we've seen this script, we all know what happens. And it was just a case of waiting and waiting and waiting, and and then and then it happens. It's so, ah, oh, such a yovel thing to do, isn't it? It, it was such a yovel evening. Such a, only that evening could happen to yovel and all the twists and turns, and it's still carrying on now because we're the only team left in the FA Cup that still hasn't got a bloody clue who we're playing in the next round because Yate and Dover couldn't bother to put fifty p in in the meter of the uh, floodlight. So yeah. everyone else is ready for their FA Cup game and we're going to have to sit and wait till next Tuesday. It's such a yovel thing to do to have that kind of an evening. We're going to send Jim at eight to scout for us, are we? On Tuesday yeah, night. It's only up the road. I've got to do some scouting. Take your 50 P's. Yeah. Well, one of the floodlights <laughs> went off at Weymouth down by us. Yeah. It's really dark in one corner. And um, my brother's an electrician, so they may have put our thing for a sparky but he said someone said does anyone know a decent spark is don't ask him <laughs> all the lights <laughs> will go off yeah all the lights will go off watch it scarper him and his apprentice like <laughs> but they would have had to climb up because they're proper they're flood i love floodlights but their floodlights are brilliant down there they're proper old school like sputio floodlights and they would love floodlights rookie <laughs> i was gonna say Ben's the only one that can't criticise that because he loves chin pads. But loving floodlights is pretty close. Oh, floodlights. Barnsley have got the best floodlights. <laughs> right. Isn't it? I think I, I follow a, a Boston fanzine on Twitter and they often talk about their old floodlights that they used to have that were... They all loved yeah. their floodlights. I do like an old-fashioned floodlight. The ones now are boring all on top of the stands. You don't want any <laughs> of that crap. You want the old-fashioned ones. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Jimmer, can you rate the oval floodlights out of seven, please? 
Mm, I'd say a solid three, three and a half. There's no decimal points. In the right, we'll, go, we'll go three then, because it's quite interesting how they change the bulbs, because they, they're like on a mechanism that come down like that. So they come down really slowly on hydraulics. You change the bulb. Put in a 60 watt or whatever, screw it in, <laughs> and then put it back up. LED. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Did did the um mark get get pulled down because they are spontaneously combusting and bursting into flames every now and again? Yeah, is, yeah, maybe a two then. Yeah. Oh, so, oh okay. sorry, you hadn't <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't know whether you jumped from a four to a three because of the combustion, but actually if you're gonna drop to a two, that's yeah. Yeah, they are they're quite bland, really, aren't they? They're not the not the greatest. They're no Weymouth floodlights, but that's the only decent thing about down there, to be honest. <laughs> Welcome to the floodlight podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Proper so, what did out. you what did you make of it then, Jimmy? The the, the actual game because you were saying you'd seen this one and and altering them at home. So yeah, uh... so not really. It was a lot better than altering it at home, that's for sure. Um, but as Ben said there, you knew what was coming. That last 10 minutes or so, every time they went forward, Smith didn't have a lot to do in goal, but you knew they would. They, were, they had that one chance. And when they had that one chance, they were going to score it. You just knew it was coming all along. Um, but first half, we, we battered them, I thought. Because uh, in the weather and everything, we passed it around, I see. Um, everyone's going, oh, we're going to lump it forward in, the, in this weather, but we didn't. We adapted quite nicely to the weather, I thought. Pass it around. Um, Weymouth got a bit back into it just before half time, but then second half was, it just dragged, to be honest. <laughs> and what did we change? What did, did we change? Did we start trying to lump it or? What, no, what not really. No, no. It's, Weymouth just took up a hand, I thought. We started to lump it a little bit, but. Um, we looked. I thought we looked solid though. Um, Staunton at the back was was great. Um, I just think he's he's brilliant. He was a proper leader. On you know, there was a couple of tackles went flying in when Lawson swore on the radio when the <laughs> really Smithy guy. I think he made he was going to get straight back up, but then he realised he was kicking off a little bit, went down, and I think that's why the ref booked the lad because he stayed down. Um, but yeah, he, Staunton was leading like all of the fisty cuffs and. Uh, putting his head, head in where it hurt, vital tackles and that. I just thought he, he was brilliant all the night. But yeah, I just thought we were decent first half, second half not so great, and then extra time just uh, that dragged as well until that, <laughs> the last minute penalty. Thinking yes, which I thought was harsh. To be fair, a few people were saying it. Would, I mean, it hit his hand, but he couldn't go anywhere because he was like sliding in to block it, and his hands were across his chest really, and his elbow stuck out a little bit. And that's where it seemed to hit. And obviously, we all shouted, you're going to. But and when the ref give it, bloody hell, lucky with that. If it was at the other end, I think we would have gone apeshit at him. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh on Weymouth, but obviously, it didn't really matter because he missed it anyway. But I, I guess say, the big question is should Tom Knowles have taken that penalty? <laughs> he might have hit the steward on the other side. <laughs> Leveled it out. <laughs> Did anyone else have a, a feeling of dread when he heard that Joe Joe Quigley was stepping up to take that? No, uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I thought he was going to be all saying, "Drill it down the middle, just whack it as hard as you can." That's what Lawson said. Yeah, Straight yeah, down the middle, yeah. just hit it as hard as you can. But the keeper, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips of people filming. 
for even for the penalty shootout as well. He wasn't standing in the middle of the goal. Yeah, he moved, didn't he? So, so he moved real about a meter away from the left hand post. So whether he got in quickly, said to think like he's there. He's left me loads of room. I'll go that side. He's going to go there, but he went the right way. It was quite fair from where we were stood. It looked like it was nestled in the bottom corner. So I don't know. I haven't really seen that bit back, but I don't know if it was a good save or it was at the right height for him or what. From what I could see on the replay, it felt like Quigley hasn't done a lot wrong. He's hit the target. He's put it into the corner. More than what up. did in the penalty shootout. Yeah, exactly. If um, <laughs> if the keeper guesses the other way, that's one of those really nice looking penalties that just nestles yeah. in. I'm, I'm not gonna. Um, anyone who's got the the bollocks to stand up and take a 121st minute penalty against Weymouth with the FA Cup fourth round at stake, with all that's gone before us in this last four weeks, that that's that takes cojones. And I'm yeah. you know if if he's going to hit the target, minimum requirement for me, one of them things, just give the keeper a bit of credit, I think, and say. Fair play. What came after? Not so much. <laughs> it's made Jimmer made Jimmer a viral uh, hero, isn't it? Are you getting oh, yeah. stopped in the street now? It's not the first time, uh, is it? No, I've been asked for <laughs> autographs and all sorts down the street up here. I mean, there's people looking out the curtain now. There's people out there now trying to get me autographs. <laughs> the what funny thing with that is not actually my video. Either. I was going to say it's not your video. No, so I was. Got back to mum and dad's in in barrack was laying there and couldn't sleep so it's like 20 past one and one of my mates whatsapped it to me said have you seen this this is brilliant so i just saved it and put it up it just thought like a few people see it and have a giggle and i woke up in the morning jesus i had so many notifications and inbox messages from media companies saying can we use it can i have permission to use it and i was like it's actually not my video so i can't say yes so i went to the had a meeting down that way. So I went to that and they trawled through the internet, found out whose it actually was. And it's Jordan Mullis who does maintenance stuff at the ground. So I know him quite well anyway. So I phoned him and it's his dad's. So um, I said, can I just pass your details on to all of these media companies? You can deal with them all. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, no worries. So I give him a mobile number and it's now been licensed. Uh, by a company and they're distributing it for him and he'll get some money for it so oh nice yeah he's, he's making a bit out of it I'm not sure what but last time I looked it was at nearly three million views I think and <laughs> interactions is at four million something like that so I wish I put it on my business page now rather than my personal <laughs> one <laughs> might got some work from it have you done that thing where people reply to their a tweet after it's gone viral with like oh Look at no, my... I put up my video in the hope that like some media companies might see it and I might make some money, but no bugger ads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear me giggling like a little girl at the end because of... <laughs> I did see someone say the la- it's the laugh afterwards that makes yeah. it. Somebody was it uh, uh, away grounds or something like that? Oh, did they? Those, yeah, said it's the laugh at the end of it that makes it. That's uh... it was. It was so funny because <laughs> the Yeovil fans were giving that head steward a lot of stick during the game as well about his headphones he looked like a pilot he had these massive headphones on like that with the bit coming down as they were singing to him are you a pilot in all sorts and giving this other steward stood behind the goal loads of grief as well and he just stood there straight faced uh, but this bloke was he was like waving at him and then it tonked him on the head and it oh, it's bloody funny so funny there, there are a few things funnier than 
someone getting smacked in the head with a football who's not <laughs> expecting it. Like... <laughs> it must have hurt because, I mean, he had his hat on with those headphones. Those headphones, they said, were big and bulky oh. and it knocked it off and it kind of hit him on the headphones. So it must have hurt him. You could hear it. It's still it, funny. You? Yeah, but it was still <laughs> bloody funny. Though. No one Smack. was really fussed about missing the penalty. Everyone <laughs> was cheering him. And what happened? That was the, to win it. What happened with the bottle? Because it felt like the penalty shootout was going quite smoothly. Then all of a sudden, yeah. there's yeah, a retake. And, and... It was a fan to bottle, I can tell you that. But it just as he was, <laughs> it definitely put him off because as he was running up to the ball, the bottle went over the crossbar just as he was about to strike the ball, and we were looking at him. And you could see him look at the bottle just as he was about to strike it. So it, 100% it put him off. Yeah. So I think the ref was right to say he spoke to his lino on the side and made him take it again. But going back to the ref, I thought he was decent. I've read online that some people were saying that he was rubbish. Um, Lawson Diaz didn't like him, but I don't think he liked me. any referees. <laughs> no, I, I honestly thought he, he was decent because with like fouls in that, he would let it go a little bit. And he would think about his decision. He wasn't really rash with blowing his whistle. He would let things go, see if he could play an advantage. And nine times out of ten, he bought it back. But I, I generally thought he was decent. Was he a higher up ref? I'm not sure. Like, wasn't he I, his, I, his I son of... Um, yeah, John Alsing. Yeah. Because yeah. I noticed on the, in the first game, the referee was that ref who'd squared up to an Ipswich player. Yeah. Oh, right. <clears throat> and... He he was noticeably better than the usual. Oh, really? Dross. Like you could tell that he was like an EFL ref because the game did just flow and there wasn't stupid stoppages and. Yeah, that's what I thought he was like. To be fair to him, on and he gave us a penalty in the last minute, so he went up in the escalations <laughs> then as well. <laughs> he was the same ref when we played Weymouth down there last season, the one who disallowed Reed's goal. Do you Ruben remember Reed's, that goal? That oh, maybe debut. he's not so great then, because that wasn't yeah. a foul, was it? No, no, but he was the same ref. Uh, maybe he's not that great then. <laughs> but in general, like, maybe he's got better. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe right. he's yeah. got better. Maybe he's improved. Yeah, we'll give him that. Didn't we? But... Didn't we like John Elsing when he? Yeah. Was at Yeovil. Didn't we run a feature on him in a programme at one point as yeah. well? And it was like his last game. He requested his last game to be at Hewish Park, didn't he? Did he? He got yeah. a stand innovation, didn't he, when he came yeah. off as well? For a yeah. referee. Yeah, for a ref. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get that very often, do you? No. <laughs> Trevor Kettle won't want to come to Yeovil <laughs> for his last game. <laughs> oh. oh, no, please, no. Is he still going? Yeah, yeah. I remember when he cropped up on Match of the Day one night yeah. and it was like yeah. he was fourth official he's in, in the, the Premier Prem. League yeah. <laughs> they're scraping the barrel there aren't they <laughs> yeah. is there that few referees <laughs> no one else available you'll do Trev <laughs> oh no but in general uh, I thought we were I thought we first half and second I thought we were uh, well worth it well worth our lead a bit you just knew that they were going to get back into it and score at some point unfortunately and sure enough they did did we create much sort of clear-cut chances because i've sort of the games that i've put myself through the last few weeks we've (laughs) we've we've had moments where we've had the ball but we've never really created anything you know obvious we've not put anyone through on goal and saying here you are put it away son there's a couple of chances but no real clear-cut ones Mm. and 
need to keep a R end and a save to make. So when they were defending the R end, no one really had a save to make. It was all at the other end. And both of the goals were at that end as well. And my eyesight was naff. And with the weather, you couldn't really see that end that well. <laughs> um, but no, we see we at the bar just before we scored as well. And then the one cleared off the line, looking at the highlights. I mean, that looked close. That's one um, in both now, isn't it? That's one in both legs. Both versions of that tie, we've had one that has been claimed as being over the line and not given. Yeah, it did look close because if you look at the keeper's position as well and where the lad is on the line clearing it away, but I mean, the liner was over the far side, so you can't really, unless it's two foot over, it must be difficult for him to see through all the players, the post and everything, but on the height, obviously, at our end, we couldn't see if it went in, but we were all claiming it, that's for sure. <laughs> it looked in from our end, three <laughs> foot over, touched the it back looked, of the net. It looked in from here in Leeds, and I was only listening, so yeah, it must have been close. Yeah, it, well, it was close, I think. But... Completely unbiased, Lawson Diaz thought it was in as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's got in, he was saying. And Sheridan goes, don't know, we couldn't really see, could we, Lawson? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a nice header from Matty Worthington. And from the sound of commentary, he was getting further up the pitch, which is what we've been crying out for, mm. a, a midfielder to, to do that. So nice that that happened. And I think Sheridan asked Lawson about that on commentary, and I think it was one of the points he made was that he's just not been on the pitch very much to to do it. Um, so maybe the maybe as we adjust to the absence of Wilco, Matt Worthington getting... A little bit further forwards. Now it's going to be something that we do see. He seemed to go in slow motion, his header as well. The cross come in and we all stood there like that. Yeah. And it jumped. It seemed to just loop really slowly. And nice. It looked like a nice, a proper nice headed goal. Yeah. It might be like the, the way he headed it and it went in slow motion, it might be a bit of Ed's in the uh, Sheffield United as it like headed it back across a little bit and it kind of looped and you just think that's going in it's going in and then uh, I got a bit of stick from Sweeter for saying scenes and uh, I'm like a nearly 40 year old and using terms like scenes and limbs everywhere and that but it was nice seeing <laughs> everyone celebrating in a packed away end yeah well Ian's been calling for an Ed Upson style midfielder all season maybe we've got one Lawson called him like a young Paul Scholes, didn't he? But it might have just been the hair colour, I think. Yeah, just yeah. the hair colour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dale Gorman's a young Paul Scholes as well. Yeah, isn't exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like what he did with the scarves at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're just waiting for someone to get a flag and do a Graham Sooner yeah, in the centre circle. <laughs> 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 it really wound up. By, by that time, they had all sloped off anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Was- Hell of a scene, the end of that game when you it look was. back at the the footage Sam put out after, and just the players going for it. It felt like I don't know, you know, those moments in a season where maybe things are going to turn and yeah, Dave's praying. Give me so that's so yeah, it's definitely giving me the bug again of going to games like that, especially those scenes at the end of just seeing everyone all singing together, that even the players singing like. And then Skivo starting the chant of saying that he hates Weymouth and everyone joining in. <laughs> and the players just singing like uh, the Weymouth get battered everywhere they go. <laughs> and they were all joining in with that. It was brilliant. It was ace. Yeah. It was just, it was just like being a, like when I was younger when we used to go to all the games and that, singing like that. And 
the unity of that. You just, yeah, like Ian said there, I think hopefully it might be a little bit of a turning point, fingers crossed. I think there's always that element at away games, though, do you think? Especially down there. We said if, if that was a replay away at Grimsby or I don't know, somewhere else, I don't think you would have, it would have been that much of an atmosphere, but because of who it was against and where it was yeah. and the circumstances of the penalties and dragging out a little bit, I think that added to it as well. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was good fun at the end. I haven't I'm said much. On... Out. Sorry, go on, Jim. I'm walking out after as well because you have to walk through the main car park. You've got all these Weymouth fans in their car. Like, I think if it wasn't raining, there could have been a little bit of a uh, little bit of an issue. I think because there was only <laughs> one exit for Yeovil fans to go. You go down the little hill into the car park. It's where all the home fans are parked, and that. And we're all walking out there, seeing the eight Weymouth and all of that, and they're all in their cars. But I think if it was dry, it could have uh, the police could have had their hands. I think. <laughs> Not like Millwall, where they shuffle you out in a cage oh and yeah. get you on they the closest train. No? There was yeah. a lot of police there, to be fair, like in the car park, but they're all separated out. But I think if it wasn't if it wasn't raining, I think they would have probably made a bit of a tunnel for us to walk through. But we were all parked all over the place anyway. So well, there's always is it Good Friday when we play away again? Easter Monday, I think. Easter Monday, yeah. 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 <laughs> get down there for that then. <laughs> I like yeah. how, hopefully, um, hopefully it won't be raining. I I like how that's it, it's quite it's quite I don't know quite posh. We 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 would have a scuffle, but unfortunately there's some precipitation in the air. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't dare get my coat wet. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe another time, chap. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone was knackered as well because it, it just went on and on. The game went on and on, and the extra times. Let's just take it to penalties now. Let's just shake hands and do penalties. <laughs> Get over and done with. Yeah. Should have a third replay. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Two is enough. Yeah. 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 I think so. Have to do it on neutral ground. Have to do it. I don't know. Dorchester. Yeah. That's Dorset still. I was going to say, I haven't said much on this podcast, but I'm quite enjoying the positivity from the room. It's normally me having to crowbar it in, but you're all quite jolly. I quite like it. Oh, Coates was quick to uh, quick to chime in after the final whistle, wasn't he? He didn't. Well, he didn't give Ben ten minutes to be happy to, about to, the win. Yeah. No, I, I, I just made the point that listening to that and some of the things I've seen afterwards. First half we were good. Second half against a pretty poor team. <clears throat> we weren't but but Ben don't roll your eyes at me what I was saying what I would say is exactly what you guys just said there maybe this is the thing maybe this is the thing that can spark us and Sonny said it after the game he said maybe this can spark our season back in because we all know we've been crap for the past uh, and uh, I know the manager was talking about there's too much expectation on these um, on these lads. I don't think expecting better performance than we've had against three part-time teams is too much expectation. This team's good enough to do better than that against Maidenhead, better than that against Oldham, better than that against Weymouth. Um, so hopefully this is the thing, those scenes at the end of that game, hopefully they do spark us and... Um, I said, I've got a hat set up on the uh, on the shelf there. I'm more than happy to eat it. I'm more than happy. Bit of salt and pepper. What you say there about um, part-time teams, you wouldn't have known that Weymouth were part-time? No. On 
Tuesday. And the same when, no we played Altr- when we played Altrigham as well. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, they travelled down on the day, didn't they, Altrigham? Yeah. 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 Travelled down on the day, 220 miles. miles. Yeah. I mean, and then they, they won those who had the left back going goal, and, and you wouldn't have known who was part time and who was full time. And again, yeah. on Tuesday, you wouldn't have known that either. We said the other day, didn't we? Part-time teams aren't what they were when, you know, we were in the conference back in the early 2000s, were we? It's not like, you know, someone comes off a building site and walks into the dressing room, do they? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you got a bit more fitness about you. But, yeah, I, I mean, I do hope that uh, that this this does spark us. And it was good to hear Sonny had a good game as well. Because before the game, and again, I'm, I'm quite happy to be wrong, I thought, bloody hell, is this one for Sonny? Sunny, sunny blue is, is a pissing wet night in Weymouth going to be good for him? I suppose he's take off with the wind because there's not a lot on him, is there? No. And with the wind, you think you expect him to take off, but to be fair to him, he did play well, <laughs> yeah, especially if yeah. he's got a baggy shirt on, right? Yeah, <laughs> take off. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy to be positive. Only Grimsby away on Saturday, so that's all right. That's just a chip, oh. <laughs> Sorry, you've had two days. Come on. <laughs> it is nice fish and chips at Grimsby. Nice fish and chips. Nice, nice pint as well, Dave. You were you were talking to a, a Grimsby podcast um, yesterday, day before live. You said very nice things about me for a change, which was yeah. delightful. Um, so You're trying to build these bridges ever since that Stockport. I'm just saying, I, I was I was grateful for the shout out. Everyone needs a Ben Barrett in their life. That's what I said. Everyone. That is just, that is just the highest one. of compliments. <laughs> yeah. Can't have more than one. Can't have more than one. Yeah. Oh Ben. But yes, I you're right. Ben. I try. I try around it here. You're right. We did. Uh, I did have a chat with some Grimsby Town fans, and they were very complimentary about the food that there was at Grimsby, and they were also very complimentary about their owners as well. But um, we'll, we'll we'll leave that there. Is that uh, is that a good that opportunity door. to go into uh, the recording now? That's a great segue. Look at that. There Smooth. We go. Right. Let's have it. This is Dave, and I am joined by Alex and Bruce from uh, the from Grimsby Town, Grimsby Town supporters, who are going to talk to me. I've been talking to them for the past twenty minutes about what it's like being a Yeovil Town this season. Don't listen back to that; it is depressing. Um, but they're going to tell me all about how Grimsby Town are flying their way through National League on their way to to promotion. So, Alex, Bruce, I don't know who wants to go first. What can Yeovil Town? fans expect at the end of a long trip from Somerset to uh, to Grimsby? I mean, Bruce will be able to tell you far more, but the only things I can tell you is cracking food, a half-decent pint, and uh, some of the best fish and chips on the planet. But uh, on the pitch... I like the sound of this already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we've had a little bit of a revolution at our place. We're under new ownership, and the food is now... It's probably the best restaurant in town. It's full of local street fairs. And I don't know what you are privy to in the away end. But um, I'm sure if you bunged a um, a town fan, a tenor, they will be able to sw- sw- uh, f- uh, slide over a scotched egg or something like that. That's, that's all the rage. Bruce, what, what about you? Because, I mean, I haven't... The only game I've experienced this season was from the comms box doing the, the shouting. So 
what's it like for the away fans that do come? What are we? What can what can Dave and the rest of the Oval fans expect? I don't think they get the access to the same food as we do, do they? So oh, I, have, I, I would, have they still got the I old Chessy burgers? <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bring your own microwave. Eyelids and testicles. <laughs> um, no, I would. If I was coming up, which if I was doing Yeovil, I would be that. I would be up nice and early. We'd be on the road at half five, six o'clock to get up for opening, or just after. Um, and I would make sure you were in the fan zone before the game because they do do some of the very nice uh, food in there. So uh, yeah, I would check out the fan zone. It's out there a little get... bit behind the in the away terrace. There, when I've been there before, there's like a little bar that you had in there. Is that the same place? It's no, it's new this season. Um, okay. So it, it's between if, if you're in the away end, it's between your stand and the big tall Binder stand on the left. It's in okay. the corner there, but you have to access it from Grimsby Road from the main road. So you you, you would go there before and then walk round to the away turnstiles. But yeah, it's uh, it's got good beer, it's got good food, and it's got reasonably civilised fans in it so yeah it's uh, you it's don't go in anymore do you Bruce <laughs> I, I can't afford it mate I, it's, it's every home <laughs> game the, the food the food and drink is that good now that every home game costs about the same as an away one um, yeah you've just I, got a lot of overweight town fans now wondering why they've <laughs> put on three stones since August <laughs> you can't just you can't just turn up and just sort of go and watch the game because the smells and the smell of the food just sort of whack <laughs> you. and, uh, and, 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 and what about what about on the pitch what can we on expect? The, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to eat on the pitch, Dave. On, on, the, <laughs> on the pitch, we 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 look like a well-oiled machine. Which um, we, uh, we've we've all been very pleasantly surprised how quickly um, the the squad that Paul Hurst has assembled over the summer um, has done. And and somebody said to me today, they think that one of the big things was that he had his budget early. He spent most of it early. Um, and we had pretty much our full squad, uh, give or take two or three players, before uh, yeah. we started pre-season training, which was... And, and uh, before, probably, you even finished. Like he'd, he'd signed players before the National League had really even finished, hadn't he? We had signed, a long yeah. pre-season. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, God, it was. It was about, about 10, 10 weeks or something, wasn't it? It was yeah. crazily long. And the season started late anyway because you'd all been playing late. But, yeah, um, we just thought... I don't, you know, I'm not saying what the result's going to be at the weekend, but we just look like there's so much confidence and togetherness in the squad. They're well organised. The team, the team that beat, I know Bromsgrove are a couple of tiers below, but the team that won five nil at a canter last week that could have won ten nil easily was three quarters of our of our reserves. Yeah, he made seven um, changes. They, they, he made seven changes last week, so we just look. We're a, we're an injury up front away from a little bit of, of a, problem, a little bit yeah. of having to sort having to have a think about which way we go. But the rest of the, the rest of the teams pretty much got two players that wouldn't let themselves down. You know, in in in, in their position. Yeah. Um, you got lots so, of yeah, options. Then. Yeah, it looks that way. But I mean, it probably always does when you're flying, and it's a long time since we've been flying. So we're just we're, we're having to learn and adapt to following that team that's and it's just yeah it's really lots well. of problems isn't it lots of problems for Hurst to, to work out and we've got players coming back from injury max Wright, who is a sort of a young seminal talent in the in the local in locally has always promised a lot and has just been really unlucky with injuries and he's coming back again i mean he injured himself celebrating his goal against Wrexham, didn't he really? he pulled a hamstring um but um 
he's um he's now coming back. He played a couple of minutes yesterday, and he's sort of you got him, Will uh, Bapaga and and Eriko Sousa, who have been phenomenal on the on the wings, and they can just sort of change as much as they want. And and the main conversations we've been having, if we try and find a criticism, which is hard to do, is we worry about being up front. We've got we've got two very good strikers in Grant Taylor and 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 John McAtee. Uh, McAtee came from Scunthorpe, uh, our local rivals, who were told we were told he was lazy. Yet Paul Hurst was absolutely, you could tell when he signed it, one of the first plays he signed, he was so excited that we'd got him. And you can kind of see why. Uh, Grant Taylor, the only worry you have is a bit injury prone and, and you worry about that. But he's been so good, so strong up front. Um, he might be a bit knackered because he's added, he's had a kid. So, I mean, that might be an opportunity. But they're, they're, they're both, they both didn't play on the week, at the weekend, did they, Bruce? So they've had they'll be, almost they'll two weeks They'll be nicely off. relaxed. And we've played 120 minutes in the pouring rain <laughs> on Tuesday night. So you can see where this is going, isn't it? No, well, I, I can't, no it, it's a 1-0 it's a away win. That's what it, yeah, that's what it that's, is. I'm taking it. It's sold. Sold. I love it. It's, it's one of these things, because I think one of, the, one of the few advantages of being down here before, which we'd never been before we got relegated last time, is that we... We know what to expect. We're waiting for we we we. I went to Bromley. We got tanked. It was absolutely siloing it down the whole game. Their manager and their team absolutely loved winding us up. They kept, ran over to us for each of their three goals. Uh, they clearly don't have anything better to do. Um, but um, it was um, we know that that's coming. We've been spanked five nil by Braintree, and we understand that this league is a pain in the ass to get out of. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting us to be anywhere near this at the moment. I mean, um, we were, I was with Wrexham and, and, and uh, Stockport splashing the cash around like there's the end of the world. Um, we just expected to sort of be, we would like the playoffs. That's where we were aiming for. Um, but this league is madness. I have to say that when, uh, you know, when you two teams came down and looking at uh, who Southend had brought in as well, my prediction for, was worth absolutely nothing, obviously, was that Southend would finish quite comfortably in the playoffs and you guys would be in mid-table somewhere. Um, but how wrong How wrong am I? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all about the manager and, and yeah. the new owners. We've been needing new owners for 16 years. We finally got them. Uh, and they are absolutely everything you would hope for. If they didn't have a penny to rub together, we would. I would still have them in a heartbeat. They are yeah. so good. They're so open. They try new things. The whole place is buzzing. We've sold out. We've got, what, 6,300 tickets sold for tomorrow. Oh, sorry, for Saturday. Um, and that's not something we expect. Like, it's now continually growing, and people are excited about going again. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just... It's, dream world at the moment I'm, I'm i'm waiting for someone to wake us up i don't know how and you feel and they promised and they promised nothing yeah they said they're not going to come in and make wild promises they promised nothing and it's basically the the boardroom equivalent of the manager saying we'll do our talking on the pitch yeah and they'll, and they'll, 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 they'll do their talking on the pitch and off the pitch and that's that's what they'll you know what what will be will be after that they've not come in like your guys by the sound of it and oh we're going to do this we're going to do that because you know anybody in the right mind in this division knows what it's like, how hard it is to get out of, and you've you've basically got to be um, relentless. And it, I saw a statistic; I don't know where it came from. I don't know who pulled it up, but somebody had fed everything into some system the other day and come up with a end of season. Oh table. god, that was a ridiculous and, thing. Table, <laughs> and, 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 it, and it had it had Chesterfield finishing to one point above us on one hundred and one points or something. Really. And, uh, 
and we just we just we just I mean I, I don't know like I say there, there may have been no theory behind it, it but but somebody had somehow come up with this table and like I say we you amassed a lot of points but I think to win this to win this league you've just got to be relentless haven't you and keep winning and winning yeah. and winning doing all right so far you're doing all right so far. well uh, for, for this uh, this segment where we're going to use this on the Glover's cast I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it there um, because I love that positivity with regards to what owners do and how owners communicate with supporters don't make big promises like you say do, do, do their talking on the pitch and off the pitch if we could have that at Yeovil Town I'd be I'd be very happy <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Good chat with the uh, with the guys up at uh, Grimsby Town. Um, very nice compliments about me in that little podcast, as well as you said. Um, when it push comes to shove, though, on the game on Saturday, just how many of them are we going to beat them by? Grimsby, uh, yeah, because four or five. I'd have thought, yeah. Makes yeah. Makes I reckon it'll be it'll be four or five nil that game. I reckon <laughs> four or five nil to who, Dave? <laughs> Dave. Ian, where's that whistle sound that we had the other night? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, like I said before that before uh, we went to him, I hope that sparks us Tuesday night. I hope Tuesday night sparks us. So let's 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 add a bit of context into this game uh, of Grimsby. Yeovil currently lie fourteenth, uh, ninth, uh, nine point nine, nine games, three wins, two draws, four losses, scored nine, conceded ten, eleven points. Grimsby just a couple of places above. Um, <laughs> Top of the table, played 11, won eight, drawn two, lost one, scored an eye-watering 25 goals, conceded just 11, 26 points. They are a perfect five from five at home so far this season, um, having conceded just four goals. They've only failed to score once this entire season. And that was a nil-nil draw. So, um, yeah, good luck to Max Hunt and Josh Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did point out to them that last time I went on a podcast, a, a rival fans podcast, and talked about how I was worried about it. That was the Stockport podcast. And we all know what happened after that, don't we? So, stranger things have happened. Yeah, quite. They have... They've been in good nick. I mean, they didn't have to go through two games to get through the FA Cup because they had uh, Bromsgrove and they demolished them 5-0. Um, prior to that, they only snuck past Woking. They won a bit of a barnstormer against Altrincham 3-2 and then beat Dover 6-0. So uh, those goal score, those goal scoring numbers are a little potentially a bit flattering in terms of recent form. But go back further and they've they gave Wrexham a bit of a spanking. They gave Torquay a bit of a spanking. Um, so look, there's, there's no question that they're going to be dangerous. Um, they've got a couple of goal scorers. I mean, none in their side have scored quite as many as uh, our boy Joe Quigley this season, but you know, you know, we'll overlook that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they how many more. of, how many of theirs have scored more than more any than of Joe Quigley, None. No, but how many are close? Like have they got several scorers on oh. like three <laughs> so yeah quigley six and then joint 11th mcatee and taylor five each for grimsby oh, okay uh clifton three <laughs> uh waterfall three 
Bapaga 2. I'm still yet to come across another Yogel player. Um, <laughs> Fate 2. Giles Coke. It's Giles Coke at Grimsby. Um, he's next. Oh, and then Del Gorman 1. Okay. Yeah. I will just say, as um, before uh, we began recording there, they were talking about strikers and saying how strikers, as uh, their their front two, were probably the one position where they didn't have two options. And they did say, how's Adi Youssef getting on at Yeovil? You know, because he was a player at the beginning of the season. Every Rimsby fan was saying, we used to get Adi Youssef in because he had a he had a loan spell there. So they um they were they were a bit worried about um, Adi Youssef. They did ask me about Mitch Rhodes as well, who played from you are opening cans of worms today, David. No, I'm, mo- I'm, I'm sealing out. that one back up. I'm putting some clean film around that one. You've gone from being really <laughs> positive to being a bit, you know, pokey again, and we don't like it. No, we do a bit. We do a well, bit. Stop, don't you start. <laughs> don't encourage him. <laughs> Sound like my mother. Don't encourage him. So, yeah, Grimsby have quite a lot of good goal scorers. I didn't realise that Linnell John Lewis was there. So good they named him after a shop. Um, he scored against uh, Bromsgrove. They've, yeah, they have got some good goal scorers. I, I was wondering, we haven't had a, a press conference probably as you good punters are listening to this. Um, I'll be in conversation with the gaffer uh, on the Friday morning press conference before they drive up to Grimsby. So we haven't had a chance to sort of pose too many questions to him about it, but they've got to change the way they go about it, haven't they? Or are they going to try and do a bit of a stockport? And just rock up and and try and shock them into thinking, hang on a minute, this wasn't supposed to go like this. Or do we have to take the four three three away and play seven or eight defenders? I don't know how to do it. How would you do it in your Darren Sal shoes? You're the manager tomorrow. You're taking the side up. Are you playing every defender we've got, or are you saying stuff it? We might as well roll the dice and get spanked. But yeah, right, point, point of order here, Ian. If you're in Darren Soul's shoes, have you got socks on or not? <laughs> <laughs> I have two pairs of socks on. Right. Okay. All right. Carry on. Oh, I might hope for a COVID outbreak within the camp. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what I'm up against. <laughs> No, I think, well, what what else can we do? We haven't got a... Well, those play, are the two play, options. Play the players who didn't play 120 minutes. Yeah. Shut up, shop, or have a go. What do you do? It's a way, so shut up, shop. Even though even though it was Stockport, Dave you, Dave, you were at Stockport. You saw the positive effect of just getting at a good side. And out of form, Stockport. Who oh, were... what the... Dave, shush. <laughs> no, not Dave. Ian, shush. Dave, you can <laughs> He's used to telling me to shut up, yeah, so yeah. it just comes naturally. Yeah. Dave, are we rolling the dice or are we shutting up shop? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I'm what what I want to say, but pff, let's go for it. Why not? What 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 have we got to lose? I mean, uh, Jim is still with man. us, uh, and I'm quickly trying to trying to trying to move this on. But Jim <laughs> is still with us. I mean, when we attacked in the first half at Weymouth. And I'm not suggesting that Weymouth and Grimsby have got any comparisons to be drawn, but we looked we looked decent, didn't we? What would you do, Jimmer? Um, go for it, sod it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at their squad on here. Um, they've got a decent squad, haven't they, Grimsby? And they're obviously top for a reason. Um, well, yeah, go for it. We we looked we looked all right defensively at yeah. times on Tuesday, so. Um, Two centre back Staunton again. Staunton is decent, so 
I mean, they all looked a bit knackered, though, so that's a little bit of a worry. Um, so they might be a bit drained, long trip. Nice fish and chips, though, so get that into them as a pre-match, maybe. <laughs> but no, go Two o'clock. <laughs> I don't think we're good enough, really, to sit back and shut up shop. So um, I know we're away from home, but go for it. Sod it. Jim, this might be a slightly strange question, but you've obviously been on the inside of football clubs and seen managers work and, and people sort of within. When you have experienced moments of matches because Tuesday was a moment it may not have been the most beautiful game of football the world's ever seen but it was a moment it was a real high it was a euphoria how do you avoid a performance of after the Lord Mayor's show the week after how do you prevent us going up there and not being able to recreate those highs and thusly having a complete wet damp horrible performance how, how have you seen managers try and back up big performances? It's a tough one. Um, I think they try to do it. A lot of them are superstitious. So I think, like, silly as that may sound, they try and do stuff the same as what they did in the build-up to Weymouth, which they probably do every away game, probably. Is But maybe they might have done something different. Um, I know they used to play like... Um, the DVDs from the games on the bus. Gary was a big one of that from the hotel to the, to the ground. We used to have to make goal compilations for them. So they would sit and watch themselves scoring. And it was all that Mark Lader getting in your head sort of stuff of all positivity, which you'll love, Ben. Coatsy, not so much. I was going to say, we could do a um, bit of that on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the positivity type stuff of seeing themselves scoring, uh, the fans celebrating, that sort of stuff. And then, get into the players' heads, look, this is what it meant on Tuesday to the fans. Go out and try and do it again against top of the league. But, yeah, looking at their squad, I mean, I'm scrolling through here. I mean, they've got some um, some decent players, haven't they? Mm. A good manager as well. Very good yeah. manager. Yeah, Joel Grant's there. I just, just see there. Sean Scannell. Yeah. Joel Grant, when I was talking to the uh, Grimsby fans, he was saying he hasn't uh, he played 30 minutes in pre-season. They haven't seen him since. So no. I don't think we'll see him. Fair enough. Um, they got good gonna, owners as well. Is it going to be, moving on, is it going to be different, of course, with a much, much more sparsely populated away end? I'm not sure how many we're taking, but it won't be many. It may be maybe circa 100, maybe under 100. Yeah, um, I think that's a big thing, and it because on Tuesday, obviously, I don't know how many we had down there, but it was a lot, and I think that did actually carry a lot of the players through. Mm. Is seeing that away and bouncing and shouting. I mean, we couldn't hear any anything from the Weymouth end, but I think that was mainly due to the wind blowing it the other way. But <laughs> even Coates we loud, even Coates is not going, and he's he's not been to a football match in about six weeks now. It is to my eternal shame that I won't be there. And my thought it's my very good one of my very good friends' 40th birthday. And um it's the best present I could give her is to afford is to not go to a Yeovil game. So Ben and I are doing Solly. Oh, that's next Saturday, Saturday afternoon, it Ben Solly on. Yes, I am yeah. I am I'm there with my professional hat on. You are there without my you. unprofessional hat on, yes, yeah. Correct. Your friend's 40, they're a few years younger than you then, Dave. <laughs> oh, cheeky young whippersnapper Dave you um, Dave you ditched my wedding for a mate's 40th as well didn't you or something wow. no that was my brother-in-law stag do I think mm. I kind of had to go on 
Well, I was going to say he went to. He went I, went, to an, I went on your stab, you Ben. That's the yeah. That's the yeah. Feeling. He didn't come to the wedding though, so yeah. <laughs> he went to an away game on Ben's wedding, but not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Ben had the common decency to get married outside the football season, if I remember rightly. Didn't you? Yeah, just about. Yeah, 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 yeah. just about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's it, born during the football season? It's disgraceful. Who's born? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, quite a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, when were you born, Dave? I was born August the 14th, which is often the first game of the season. There you go. Selfish. I won't say what year. <laughs> black and white. Yeah. Yeah, I was Every born in black balls. and white. It's a handwrite his birth certificate. <laughs> Chisel, that is written on a cave somewhere in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. <laughs> That's that in that weather, the birthplace of creation, Ethiopia, I think, isn't it? As we all know, I, w- I was born in Oldershot, so. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, we've gone off I, on a tangent. I thought here, it was Yeovil District Hospital. Uh, I wasn't born in Yeovil. Team Musgrove Park for life. <laughs> okay. Do we yes, have anyway, m- more to the point, yes, neither Northern Glover is going to the Northern based game on Saturday, which is a real. Kicking the teeth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a poor effort considering I've done five games in a row. And... <laughs> we live next door. <laughs> so yeah. I can promise you, Sully all the way, I can promise you whoever we end up playing in the FA Cup, and I'll do that even if it's Dover, and I can promise you dagging them away. Hopefully the Bromley game in midweek, if I can swing it, will work. Well. So... Ben, Ben's in for Woking this Tuesday as well, aren't you? Are you? Also, yeah, yeah, almost, mm, almost uh... certainly. If you're listening, Sam, and you want some media help, I don't want to pay for a ticket, mate. So uh. even I'm tempted to go on Tuesday as well. Yes, I might, I might go up to Yate, but oh, I might might go to travel down and arrange some work meetings to or watch Dover. Watch Tavon Campbell score a few goals. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me, Ben. I didn't say it. It wasn't me. <laughs> right. We've got a quiz to fit in here as well, haven't we? Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, sorry. Who 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 won it, Dave? Do you want to ruin it again or? No. And <laughs> I, can I just say at this point, thank you to all those who checked on my well-being. I had I had at least one message saying Ben was genuinely angry with you at the end of there, wasn't he? After Ben's outburst, I think he was. He was genuinely angry with me. So it was almost like he'd lost the quiz. <laughs> he wasn't that angry. He wasn't that angry. We haven't heard about it all week. So, Jim. No. Jim, do you want to take on a quiz? I'd love to. Right, you're up. Well, it's you against... (laughs) Whistle. (laughs) So tonight we have got the reigning champion, Mr. Andrew Clee, against uh, a good friend of Ian's and uh, work colleague, I think, uh, Rob Manley. So we will close with that and uh, we'll speak to you all again uh, Monday morning after a 4-0 win at Grimsby. Hurrah! (laughs) (laughs) up the gloves okay it's quiz time and he's back now the talk of Taunton is back for his second defence Andrew Cleave reigning champion welcome back to the Glovers cast evening Dave nice to be back have you uh, dried out after uh, Tuesday night on the south coast? Uh, yeah, not. I didn't actually get too wet, to be honest. But didn't you? You were one of the no. ones who managed to stay undercover. 
Yes, yes. Although a bit of a walk after the game, but um, can can only apologise. Hopefully, it, you were you but were it flo- was worth it. It was worth f- it. You were floating on air by the uh, by the by the end of it. I I imagine, but uh, yeah. We're, wow. we're, we're, we're going to cut to the chase because we've got another contender Absolutely. for you, Clevo. Uh, Rob Manley, welcome to Thanks. the Glovers cast. We hear that you are a, a listener and um, you know, fancy yourself as a bit of a, a quiz uh, champion. Is that right? Well, I, I'm, I'm definitely a listener, but whether or not I fancy myself as a quiz champion, I'm not sure. I think Ian might have been telling you porky pies. Oh, OK. Well, he's built you up a bit. So, right. um We'll right. give it a go. We'll give it a go. See what we're going to give it a go. Well, uh, by the request of uh, Mr. Ben Barrett, we've got a bit of a theme. We had one unintentionally last week, but this week <laughs> we have a theme. <laughs> and the theme is flying fullbacks. So if, if you're both ready, I'm not going to I'm not going to repeat the uh, the rules of the game because Ian always tells me off when I do that. Um, but I'll uh, I will uh, I will get started with the first one. <clears throat> I was born in Neath in September 1995 and joined the academy at Swansea City at the age of nine. In the 2014-15 season, I was part of the club's under-21s title-winning side, and it was this impressive form that won me my first professional contract in the summer of 2015. Having signed it, I was immediately sent out on loan to Yeovil Town. Connor Roberts. Connor Roberts is the right answer, Clevo. Straight in there, straight in there. I thought I was, someone might have gone Liam Shepherd, but yeah. I was torn between the two. There, yeah. I, was, I thought I'd give it a little, a, a little bit longer to. Yeah, to I see wasn't. If there was a. I was wondering if it was going to be Stephen Kingsley. Oh, Stephen Kingsley Ooh, would have shout. been a shout, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's a good yeah. Shout. I was waiting. You got okay. in there quick. You got in okay. there quick. You got to be. You got to be quick with this man about. I tell you, Rob. Right. Got to be quick. Okay. Got to be quick. So this is the second one. So you need to get this, Rob, otherwise, uh, you know, it's Pressure. game over. It's game over. Okay. <clears throat> I was born in Yeovil in September 1980, and my first foot Andy was Lindergaard. Cl- straight in. Straight, straight wow. in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be fair, I thought that one would go pretty quickly. To, uh, you gave it away with the Yeovil birthplace. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, yeah. That, that, not that many fullbacks born in Yeovil, are they? Let's, let's be honest. I was, I was going to go... Um, Martin Craney. Was he born in Yeovil? I think, I think he was. He was, yeah. was yeah. Yeovil yeah. Fullback, yeah, though? Question mark. Flying fullback. Yeah. yeah. Sure I never even got to my, my favourite part about how he had to get permission off of uh, Marks and Spencers to make his debut. That was that's my favourite part of the Andy Lindgaard <laughs> oh, really? story. So, wow. yeah. Dave Webb had to ring up Marks and Spencers and get him off his shift on a Saturday so he could play. Anyway, to be on the fly on the wall of that conversation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it. Dave Webb tells you to do something, you do it, don't you? Okay, right, that's it. One all. So there's a little bit of tension going into the third one. I like that. I like that. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, let's no. go. I was born in Harrow in northwest London in May 1982, but my football upbringing began in the west country of Bristol City. Having started in the youth system at Ashton Gate, I made my first appearance in March 2000, coming on as an 86th minute substitute in a one-all draw at Oldham Athletic. I made six further appearances for City that season and was rewarded with a professional contract. Joe Edwards? It's not Joe Edwards because he's not really a fullback, but we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to uh, freeze you out for the next paragraph and uh, ah, well, I, yeah. will bring, I will bring you back in at the appropriate point, Cleveland. 
So <clears throat> I was rewarded with a professional contract in the summer of 2000. For the next two campaigns, I was a regular squad member. But in March 2002, I was involved in a car accident, which left me suffering neck injuries. Clevo, you're back in now. I was awarded a two-year contract by the Robins, and by having returned to fitness, I struggled to regain my place. And my only appearances in the 2002-3 season came in a loan spell at Torquay United. The next year, I had a spell at Cheltenham, and despite beginning the 2004-5 season in the City squad, I went on loan to Yeovil in January 2005. My debut came in a 3-1 defeat at Macclesfield Town and having spent a month on loan with Gary Johnson's League 2 title chasers, I made the move permanently in March 2005. I was part of the side which finished champions that season and got my first Yeovil goal early in the following campaign with an equaliser in a one-all draw against Blackpool at Hewish Park. Having been a regular for Yeovil in the 2005 season, I departed to Swansea City. Kevin Amankwa. Oh, Kevin Amankwa is the right answer. There we go. gave it away. Well played, Rob. Thank you, mate. We have a new champion. That's it. So, Rob, you've got to keep your first evenings clear now because we're going to need you to come back when we can find. And I have a funny feeling that we might be able to persuade Mr. Ben Barrett back into the fray. So that's one to look forward to for uh, for next week, folks. So, Clevo... I get my Thursdays off. I get my Thursdays off at last. You get your Thursdays off, but you're going to have to keep the Friday mornings open uh, to uh, to give it a listen and see who uh, Rob's taking on. Ah, yes, I certainly will. Well, good luck, Rob. Um, Cheers, buddy. Get, well done. See if you can get see if you can get a hat trick. <laughs> that, took, that took far too long to get Kevin Amanqua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see Ian all the way through that screaming on the Oh, and by the way, by the way, I'd argue that Joe Edwards is a fullback. Part he started off as a fullback, I'm sure, converted into a centre midfielder. Mm. So if I was thinking flying fullbacks, I'd pick Kevin Amanqua long before. Oh, I yes, picked, of course. Uh, but, yeah. But the Bristol City, the Bristol City hey, connection was Clevo, Clevo, so. just bow out with some grace. Come on, just bow <laughs> out with some grace. Out I don't want to. I don't want to argue about this. Let's not finish this podcast on a sour note. I'm right. happy with two. I'm happy with two wins. So. <laughs> two W's. So. He's happy. Right. Well, Clevo, thank you for uh, taking part. And Rob, we look forward to welcoming you back next week. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trump. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.